Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids, to our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. And we'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She's an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, happy August. Happy we're going August. Into, <laughs> happy August. We're going into <laughs> rerun season, but yes. we're doing it in a breadwinner's way. That mm-hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to revisit our most popular episodes from our early days of the mm-hmm. pandemic, because sadly, we've had enough time to <laughs> spike through the pandemic, freak out about the pandemic, and then now realize that the pandemic is never going away. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to go away, right? I mean, oh my, maybe I don't know. Anyway, I, I, yeah, I, I got my hair cut, which I guess is, is a big choice to admit in our show. And, and I was talking to a woman who was cutting my hair with like behind our masks. I was, yeah. you know, I was like, well, maybe by like 2021, we'll have a vaccine. She's like, no, we're not. And I was like, oh, no. She was like, we're not, we're not going to get a vaccine. <laughs> I was like, yes, oh. we are. <laughs> Yes, we have to be positive. We have to support science yes. and all the information that we have. Well, and and watch me seg back to our topic. That, yes, um, we, we are starting to get because it's going on so long. It's since you know the shutdown started in March, in early March, mm-hmm. and that uh, we're starting to see the impacts of that. And so the yes. first topic we thought we would cover in our, our month of reruns is our mental health. So we did, we did an episode that is, I, it may, if it's not the, it's up there of one of our most popular episodes of staying sane in a pandemic. And so I thought we'd talk about what's happening collectively and individually with our mental health as the COVID crisis drags on. Because when we started this, for myself, starting individually, it was its constant activity. Like I, I had listened to Brene Brown was talking about like some people when they're faced with crisis, you know, go real low. You know, I just need to sit on the couch and I just stop. And some go way high, you know, and that's mm-hmm. how I, I was. And um, I hear to report that it still is. I think I just never stopped moving and it's freaking exhausting so yeah yeah how about yourself how's your Um, individual let's start with ourselves yeah I I think I mean there's been so many ups and downs I would say for so many reasons but I think generally I'm in your camp in that I think trying to stay busy as much as possible and just just continuing to whatever that means right like like doing you know, really focusing on work, like trying to, yeah, just trying to think about like the tasks I need to do as opposed to like, what am I feeling right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, what can I get yeah. done right now is sort of more, more how I've approached things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I'm in a group of uh, wonderfully uh, supportive, smart business women, and we get together every other week. And I'll tell you that that is the topic for 
I, I would, if not all of us, at least 80% of us is that both constant activity, but also feeling like we're not putting the constant activity in the right direction or where does the day go, but I'm constantly active and uh, it's exhausting. And then they feel guilty and, and they, me, you feel guilty that how did I not get the three things I thought I were going to get? You know, it's just, I, it's a weighing upon us. Mm. So, um, so from, as we pull out the lens a little bit, I can, I can report from 20 women that they're feeling that way. Yeah. And then I think we're starting to see some research into how this pandemic people are reporting on their mental health, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're seeing that we're seeing that a third of Americans are showing signs of clinical anxiety or depression. It, it's a big it's that's big, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's suggesting a huge jump from before yeah. the pandemic. So it's double what what was reported in a 2000 a 2014 national survey yeah so it's that's crazy a lot. it's a lot yeah. that's it's a lot. lot well and i wonder if part of it too is uh you know, <laughs> that t- we're not supposed to test because that way we won't know how bad the pandemic is that but all <laughs> it's like in the spirit of that that i hopefully we're talking about it too like i hope that we're saying these things like i think it's for reals i think this this pressure on our mental health is real, but I, as always in trying to find something good out of a, a terrible challenge is that I hope we're talking about this more. Yeah. This, this, that I'm not, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling depressed, you know? And it's, yeah. yeah. And so are you interesting. Let's talk about it. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that is, it's something that I hope, and I think we talked about this in another episode, like being authentic and really talking about what's really going on yeah. for ourselves. I mean, that, you know, that this is sort of a much deeper level of being authentic and much more weight, you know, much more personal um, authenticity and, vul- you know, really bringing your full vulnerability to the table. Yes. But I think that, I think, you know, we're generally realizing that that's kind of what, how we have to approach this, right? We have to be able to talk about it. And I think, you know, what's so interesting is I'm finding, I'm absolutely finding that's true. And I think there are two things that kind of come to mind. One, how mental health kind of comes or our, our, how depression and anxiety kind of shows up in day-to-day mm. interactions during the pandemic. So yeah. like if you're out, you know, which we all try not to be, or we hopefully try not right. to be, you know, I went, I had to go to the post office and, and I was coming out of the post office and there was a guy coming towards me without a mask on and subconsciously, like, I, I don't even remember yep doing this, my hands went on my hips and I gave him a really dirty, (laughs) (laughs) and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll put it on. And I was like, I don't even remember doing that. Like it almost like came to me like that kind of like, like frustration, like just anger, you know, like, I'm going to put my hands on the hip and let that that power go out to that guy. Yeah. But I I think there's like a, there's like a lack of, I feel like there's a way in which when we started this pandemic, there was like, like we could almost, and I don't know what, what psychologist or psychiatrist would, or sociologist would think about this, but I think 
you know, I think there was a way in which we felt more in maybe in control of what we were feeling if we didn't have, you know, family members who were impacted or if we weren't, I don't know. I, I don't know how, but I, I feel like there was a certain level of like, I can do this. I can do this. And now we're like, I have no idea. Like <laughs> going up yeah. and down and there's no control. And it, Cause it's going on for so long. Yeah. It, and, and that's kind of, that was the reason we were talking about doing this topic again and God help us that we don't have to do this topic in three oh months. No, oh you know what I mean? Like, can, can we be done with it? Let's do a different topic in three months. But, you know, when it was happening at first, if we remember back, you know, the fear was acute. Yeah. Uh, it was, the stress was acute. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the switch went and it was, now we're homeschooling. Now we're not going into work. What does this all mean? And a yeah. lot of like, Scramble, scramble, scramble. And also fear, fear, fear. The, you know, fear is there. The scramble is there. The, you know, constantly transforming ourselves into now we're doing this. But I, it seems right. a little more diffuse, right? It's not as acute. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Never. I feel like it, it spikes. <laughs> I feel like it spikes. Oh, yeah. I, I think that our level, our baseline level is a lot higher. I mean, that's kind of what this data is showing us, right? So our baseline level of anxiety is higher. And so maybe it's not spiking the same way, but I think we're just kind of like generally operating at a point where our like our status quo is already like right. way, way more anxious than we, we've been. So, Do you ever feel like you should have a handle on it? Like, is that where we are? Oh, man. I mean, or I think... you give yourself a pass that like, it's it's all new. I don't know. I, 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 I don't have an answer for that. I mean, I think we all have our own, you know, our own complications and frustrations and unique personal circumstances, you know, yeah. that come up in this pandemic. What? <laughs> <laughs> and, I think, and I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's a really good question. Do we feel like we need to have it and yeah. I think, I mean, what I would say is I think we do in waves, right? Like, I think that there, I think everything is coming in waves. And, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine who, who a couple weeks ago was like, I, we saw each other. I think she was the first friend I'd seen outside of, of my town. Um, but I really haven't seen that many friends. And she was like, she was totally you know, she, the, she had, it was, her outlook was very optimistic, sunny, like we can do this. It's hard, yeah. but we're doing this. And then, you know, re, like I spoke to her the other day and she was like, yeah, this is just plain hard. Like, so I think, you know, I think that it's, um, I think it's a lot, it's right? A lot. I just, yeah. I mean, allowed I to we, say that it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's definitely true. So, I mean, we're, we're just, just all trying to make it through. And I think there are the times where we all feel like, yes, I should be able to handle this. And there are times where we think like, yeah. you know what, Never mind. Like, I'm just, I'm just right. trying to sail through. Yeah. I think it's helpful to know that those numbers, that the numbers we're seeing and, and the numbers we were talking about before are from early May. So, you know, the, pandemic's been going on for a while at that point. So we're yeah. not talking like, oh, it's a weekend. No, no, this was, um, looking at this, it was May 7th through the 12th. And the numbers are up of people feeling anxious 
of yeah. people calling into helplines, the number is up like a thousand percent. That's like something I would say to make a point in a meeting, but it's for real that yeah. the calls are into help mental health lines that much. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I, I would suggest that we take comfort from the fact that it's we're not alone in these feelings. I, I isn't that yeah. Yeah. the volume in our head is that I'm the only one. You know, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. even though you read the news and you're wanna, but and and to your point, we're all individuals. We're all experiencing this in in individualistic ways, and yet we're all doing. You know, this these feelings of of being overwhelmed, these feelings of I should have a better handle on this by now. Mm-hmm. Um, where did the day go? Like all that stuff, I just I think let's let us all support our own psyches by knowing that we're all thinking this. Every yeah. single person I talk to, right? It's yeah. Every like t- first ten minutes of every phone call you have is people, ex- you know, f- having a need to express that frustration, those feelings a bit in their mm-hmm. own way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I my I was saying my first. Like I was thinking about two things with regards to this pandemic. One, that like it's just seeping into our day to day so much. And the second thing that I think that I really feel in awe of is the mental health professionals that I've seen, how how mental health professionals are supporting folks through, you know, whether it's on a crisis hotline, which usually is is volunteers and not not professionals. So uh, sometimes I don't know. Um, But the people that I know who are who are in the mental health field and who are forced through, you know, not forced, but in the, in this time, right. Of complete uncertainty, They are, you know, they are the safety in the storm for a lot of people or they help them reach that. And, and meanwhile, like they're, they're really struggling with some of the implications of this. And, you know, my family and I have availed ourselves of, (laughs) we've had, we've had some, some mental health support over the past few months. And, I have just been in awe of the folks that I've seen and how they've been able to approach this, given what I'm sure is their own degree of uncertainty and, yeah. and distress. I don't think any mental health professional has ever expected to be at this level of right mass um, mass yeah. anxiety, mass depression, yeah. mass yeah. everything, overwhelmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Can we talk about, uh, are, is, did, have they passed anything to you? Is there anything you can share? I'm like, you know, <laughs> tips on how we get, I mean, I I'm starting think... to normal now, but let's be open, you know, like, cause there's a lot of, um, you know, do this, not that kind of things. And, and yeah. 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 So, so I think, you know, there's, there's an interesting there's some interesting thoughts that I found from, um, I'm not going to pronounce his name right, which I think we should have that as a, <laughs> like a, a normal tagline for every time. Um, Dr. <laughs> Awai Aftab, who's a psychiatrist in Cleveland, and <laughs> I know, hometown. And uh, he's an assistant professor of psychiatry at Case Western Reserve University. So he... Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! <laughs> He's, so he talks about, you know, and I, I think we've heard this and talked about this even a bit ourselves, but the times of crisis are an opportunity to reflect and kind of think about our lives in the grand scheme of things. And what are we, 
you know, what are we trying to create and what, you know, is what we're trying to create actually important to us in the long run. Right. Um, and so, so he, he has a bunch of suggestions in um, an article that he wrote for the psychiatric times reflections in times of crisis. And when was this article, this article he wrote like a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago, July, mid July. So he's been, he's been, he's been thinking about this a bunch. Um, so he says, well, how many of these five try to stay informed, but don't follow the news 24 seven reach out frequently to to friends and family, talk to colleagues. It's a great comfort to realize you're not alone. Humor helps deflate some of the tension and practice <laughs> gratitude. So those are his, those are his, his, his top five. He already makes me feel calmer. I just took a deep breath today. It just it like, oh yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Being taking that gratitude, you know, like, it is, that's part of the idea of uh, reframing, you know, like, yes, we can think about all the bad things, a lot of good things going on around us. It's every day and we yeah. can be grateful for those things. I would say, um, and uh, I'm going to take the man who has studied years and years and years uh, psychiatry and add another one is to slow down uh, yeah. for those of us who are the over producer types, because it's a weird concept that for me that I can do a lot of things from my laptop now, you know, mm. you're zipping from one meeting to another. I was telling you we had a, a funeral and so we, we couldn't be there. So we attended sitting at the dining room table together, uh, watching the computer later that day. I ran a, a presentation I had meetings. I had a call with a coach in the middle. Like, yeah. that's a lot for one day. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it all fit on my calendar. But there was a moment where I thought you know, that this is just because I've, and I would think this way in, in physical life too, but just because digital life affords you the, the ability to flip from one thing to another just by clicking through, yeah. just take a little more time for yourself. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think definitely take a little time. I I think you know to your point to that description of your day. You know, one of the things that we we talk about, um, I think we've mentioned it before, like context switching. So you know, that's, uh, yeah. that's a software development term, but it's also about you know how we have to really we're supposed to kind of be able to at least take take somewhat of a breather, whether it's just like, you yeah. know, you're, you're, cl you're opening your closet door and you're closing it or you're refilling your cup of coffee, but like one minute of like, hang on, yeah. let me just refocus. And I think we're losing that. I mean, I, I've noticed that. I That's that, what I'm saying. You just gave me words for that. That's exactly yeah. what I, yes. Yes. And, and I've definitely had, you know, clients at work talk about, you know, how long, my meetings are going too long and they're blending into each other. <laughs> and, yep. you know, and it's, so it takes, people are really figuring, okay, the rules of this need to be in order for me to be functional, I need to make sure there's like a thought, you know, I'm only doing a 50 minute meeting instead of an hour meeting. So I'm right. not going straight from one thing to the next, but I think, yeah, I mean, that's what we're talking about context switching, which, which does eat into our productivity at work. 
Yep. And generally, I mean, I think when we're just kind of switching, 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 it's, it's hard. Yeah. I can report that it's hard because yeah. it, it looked fine on the calendar. Well, um, the, you know, this funeral was a surprise. And so I shifted things around to still make all yeah. the things happen that could happen, you know, right. and, um, and still get done and make sure the kids, you know, are getting done the thing, you know, like all that sort of like, and, and it all happened. But it's uh, it's exhausting, and it's it's just I don't know. I think I I think um, there's a bullet there that is to uh, take time to do nothing for a little bit, right? But, you know. So yes, yeah. So so well as always, as we seg in to our new thing, uh, <laughs> we thank you for taking the time today to join us on the Breadwinners. You'll find the links to what we discussed today in the episode description, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, visit us anytime on the breadwinnerspodcast.com to ask a question, offer feedback, or share your story. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to read and review it. Let us know what you think about the breadwinners. Help us tell, help us tell, help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.